0: Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to a why is this news edition of Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast of landgrandholyland.com, your SB Nation blog covering all things Ohio State Athletics 24 My name is Matt Tamanini. I'm the deputy managing editor for the site. I am joined today by one of our fearless leaders, the lovely Buckeye herself, our co-managing editor, Alexis Chasen. Alexis. Okay, every time I say your name, my Alexa lights up on my desk, and it bugs me I every single time.
1: That's why I can't own one. It would not work out well in my house, I don't yeah,
0: think. Yeah, like every time we record this show, I, I, every time I see it, like the little blue and green light swirls on my Echo. It's, it's mighty confusing.
1: <laughs> I love that,
0: though. Yeah, you got to go with like the Google Home thing, don't you?
1: Yeah, you have to figure out something or just get up and turn stuff on.
0: I mean, (laughs) overrated, I guess. Um, Alexis, we are back here for our third Friday in a row, and we expected when we started this podcast that as we ramped up through August that we would be having increasingly large amounts of football-related content to dive into. But nonetheless, we have very, very little because of the ongoing investigation into the way that Urban Meyer handled allegations of domestic violence against former assistant coach Zach Smith. However, we still have some—we have some football-related stuff to talk about. So we're going to get to that, both including the investigation and stuff on the field. Then we're going to talk a little bit about all of the Buckeyes in the NFL. Talk about some other OSU sports, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Bay at the end. Are you ready? Oh yeah. All right. Um, so first off, let's get into just the little bit of the update that we have about the Urban Meyer paid administrative leave investigation. We are very closely getting down to the end of that 14-day deadline that the university Yay! put on. <laughs> I know, seriously? Like, can we just get this over <laughs> with? Um, so far this week, we know that both Zach and Courtney Smith have been interviewed by the investigative working group. We also note that apparently their mothers were interviewed, which I get it because uh, uh, Snook it keeps talking about them and, and quoting them. So I guess that they have stuff that the university wants to hear, but Alexis, I'm just saying I love my parents, but they're not going to know what's going on in the inner workings of my my life, and it just feels weird that we're getting their moms involved, but maybe that's just me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's a he said, she said, they said, we said, (laughs) I mean, it's just so messy.
0: Then we posted it on Facebook and then shared DM. It, yeah, it's just I, – I wrote something uh, that went up on the site yesterday, and you were f- wonderful in helping me edit that. It, I everything, I don't know what I want at this point. Like, of course, we all want domestic violence out of these programs, but we also probably still all want Urban Meyer to be the head coach, at least right. on a football <laughs> perspective. So. We don't know the facts. We don't know what Urban did and didn't do. We don't know what steps he did and didn't take because we've had no corroboration of anything at this point from the university for obvious reasons. I'm not saying they're hiding anything. They're in the middle of the investigation. They're not going to say anything. But, like, the one thing that's consistent is, my God, this just keeps getting messier and messier and muddier and muddier every day. And it's frustrating because, as we've talked about before, this team is going to be really good. So I'm so, so happy that we supposedly – knock on wood are close to ending this whole chapter for better or for worse whatever the outcome is I will be very happy to get back to talking about actual football and writing about actual football very soon
1: Absolutely and hopefully whatever you know comes out of the investigation will make will put most people back on the same page cuz then you're not surmising what's going to happen and then maybe it won't be a media blackout around you know the woody and there'll be actual like competition battle updates and coach quotes and hearing what the players are excited for. You know, the things that actually get fans excited for football. It doesn't feel like it's, what, like 15 days away? Mm -hmm. Like, that's all we should be talking about is, you know, Dwayne Haskins and which of this Zone 6 is going to get, you know, the most or receptions this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but you mentioned – The blackout going on at the Woody, it might have been Berm who tweeted he doesn't understand what the thinking was behind extending this blackout for so long, because then all it does is allow the media members and the fans to talk about the investigation. If you at least let people in to watch, you know, a certain window of practice, then they can talk about things and write about things on the field, at least, and and maybe even have some interviews with captains. I tweeted about it yesterday, have interviews with captains and coaches. They'll know what to say. Like, this isn't difficult, but I think the university has really shot in themselves in the foot and exacerbated the problem with this because they've given – the Buckeye community both in terms of media and fans very little to go on which i think has really ramped up the angst no matter what side you're on about what could happen because they've got nothing else to focus on
1: yeah there's there's nothing else you know to care about and i think yeah it started with Tim May, you know, the godfather of the Ohio State beat, in my opinion.
0: The the (laughs) funniest, the funniest laugh on the Buckeye beat.
1: It's the best. And so I feel like he was getting a little agitated this morning and that sort of opened the floodgates to... You know, the Ohio State beach is saying, like, we would respect it. You know, if Ohio State opened their doors and said, hey, you can't ask this, this, or this, you know, they would respect that. Everyone just wants to get back to football. And we understand, you know, this is a, obviously a super important issue. But until the investigation's done, yeah. there's nothing you can do. And I get, you know, holding them out for a few days, going over mm-hmm, media absolutely. training, you know, this is what you say, this is what you don't. But then, you know, they're adults. Like, even if, you know, the players, they're adults, too. Like, they need to learn how to handle themselves in these kinds of situations.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I, I feel like the university and athletic department has kind of done the team a disservice by how they've handled this. And um, hopefully it'll be over soon. But it just seems uh, like it was a missed opportunity to kind of right the ship after a few days. But hopefully next week, sometime, maybe even on Monday, we'll get back to business as usual one way or the other. We did have a- another bit of news that was a little surprising because of how late it came out. On Tuesday, there was a report out of West Bygod, Virginia that former WVU quarterback Chris Chuganov is transferring to Ohio State. I'm I'm assuming that means he's going to be playing football at some point. <laughs> he he graduated from West Virginia back in May. He has 2 years of eligibility remaining. Uh, he was beat out multiple times by former Florida quarterback who was suspended for PEDs and then kicked off the team. His brother is a Vine star, if that thing still exists, Will Greer. So apparently we're getting a little bit more depth in the quarterback room whenever Chris Chuganov is able to enroll. He, Like I said, he has two years of eligibility left, but we, I wrote about this when I wrote the article up, Alexis, like... The quarterback room is pretty thin. What now that Joe Burrow is apparently just forcing every quarterback out of the state of of Louisiana and just taking all of their jobs. All you have is Dwayne Haskins that has ever played a snap in college. You have Tate Martell. Uh, who is a redshirt freshman. You have Matthew Baldwin coming off an ACL injury. He's a true freshman. Apparently, he's back to 100%. You also have walk-on, Corey Curtis. You do have a couple uh, players that are committed for future class. Dwan Mathis in 2019, Jack Miller in 2020, but... If nothing else, Chuganov coming in gives you a little bit of depth. He hasn't played a ton. He played 10 games at West Virginia. He was 43 of 90 in his pass attempts for 551 yards with three touchdowns and three interceptions. If nothing else, he comes in. He's a guy that has some experience. He was a business major at WVU. Has two years to get his master's degree at the Fisher College of Business. So welcome to the team, I guess. We haven't heard anything (laughs) official. I mean, I guess we have to wait until he enrolls. (laughs)
1: Like, this is normally something that would be like a thing. But since nobody has access to the team right now, it's like, is this real? Did this happen? Are we official yet? Is it a scholarship? Like, what's happening?
0: Yeah, or is he just coming to Ohio State to go to grad school? But no, I I'm imagining it has to it's similar to like when a player commits as to opposed to when they actually sign their national letter and yeah, I'm assuming they have to wait until he actually enrolls to talk about it. But games start in 15 days. If he's going to be a part of the team this season, I would think they'd want to get that wrapped up sooner rather than later. But as I said, down at LSU, Joe Burrow has <laughs> caused two uh, tiger quarterbacks to just decide to leave within 24 hours of each other. So I guess the writing's <laughs> on the wall that 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 Joe Burrow is going to be leading the Tigers into the season. So I'm
1: happy for him, though. Absolutely. Like, you know, he's the starter. He knows it. He drove two guys out of there. It's his team. He's taking it. And, you know, good for him. As long as he doesn't play the Buckeyes in the exactly. postseason, I'm a Joe Burrow fan.
0: I'm totally on board with that. I think that as as long as they don't match up with the Buckeyes, right. I am rooting for Joe Burrow To be a Heisman Trophy-level quarterback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good for him.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's stick with football, Alexis. One of your focuses with SB Nation is the NFL. So why don't you give us a little bit of an update as to what some former Buckeyes are doing in the league. First off, have you recovered from Cam Johnston's punt yet?
1: No, I'm still talking about it. It was amazing. (laughs) 81 yards? Are you kidding me? It was so fun.
0: Yeah. As a Philadelphia <laughs> but, Eagle fan and writer for Bleeding Green Nation, I'm sure that you have been reveling that for, uh, for the entire week. So, all right. So what else do we have in the NFL?
1: So I was really excited this week because I finally saw the name Jonathan Hankins pop back up right? on my news feed. And he's been out this entire offseason after he played a year with the Colts. They waived him for, I mean, they got a new coaching staff, but it wasn't anything really performance based And it's been eerily quiet. I mean, they sort of did him a disservice by when they waived him. It was pretty much after free agency and right before the draft. So teams wanted to wait. And then they filled their roster, and he's still floating around. But he met with the Browns, um, but apparently so did a few other people. So he did not leave with a contract, but um, hopefully that reminded people that he's still around.
0: Yeah, you've been writing about this for a while. Like, you wrote about this back in April. Why is Jonathan Hankins not on a roster? Like, he had a good year last year. Like, he's not a bum. You know, this isn't a guy right. that deserves to be out of the league.
1: No, he was a guy, you know, he was part of the best interior duos in the league in 2016. And that's on a, the Giants. Like, they are not good. And so, like, to be impressive, you yeah. know, you're really good. And then, you know, he got his multi-year deal. It wasn't quite as big as he had hoped, but I think it sort of, you know, brought him back down to earth a little, which is fine. So I have no idea what happened. Um, I know he's had some injuries, but I am definitely surprised that he hasn't been picked up even to be a camp body. Like it just, um, I don't, maybe he's asking for something unrealistic, but any, the Cleveland Browns didn't sign him. So he's still uh, looking for a team.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: What else do we got? Um, Gary Conley is finally back on the field for the Raiders. Good. And Rayquan McMillan's back for the Dolphins. So uh, a whole lot of good linebacker secondary stuff happening for former Buckeyes rookie Jerome Baker. He might even get first team reps with the, the Dolphins this season. I could definitely see him uh, working his way into a bigger role very quickly down there.
0: Have you have you seen the thing he tweeted out that apparently somebody photoshopped a picture of him at like a Dolphins press conference with like a chef's hat? I guess that's a thing uh, like taking off of his last name Baker, but he seemed to be really enjoying that. and It seems like he's been uh, embraced by the Miami Dolphins fans uh, pretty quickly.
1: He's such a good guy like at uh, OSU's Pro Day. I talked to him for a little bit and he was. You know, just talking about living his best life. He enjoys every single moment that he gets to play football. And he enjoys everything that that encompasses. You know, traveling to new cities, meeting new people, hanging out with fans. Like, even if it's just going to a new you know taco place down the street that he's never been to like he's just right he's just a great guy and so i'm glad that he's getting that sort of recognition because i think he's one of those you know he's one of the good guys so it's someone they could build their brand around
0: yeah absolutely um all right so we had a, a few injury updates one that happened recently one that apparently we didn't know about but happened earlier in the off season
1: Yeah, Terrell Pryor uh, announced that he broke his ankle, and like we knew he had re-injured it, but not that it was actually broken because he he had had surgery surgery on it. Yeah, and (laughs) it really, really made uh, Jets head coach Todd Bowles angry. He was like, you know, I should be the one to discuss and give injury updates. So, you know, Pryor's there on a on another short contract. He didn't have a good year last year by any stretch. So. You know, he does need to be a little careful about the friends he's making and, you know, bridges he's burning. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, but reports are that he looks great at camp and that he's just blowing by people on route. So we heard a lot of that from the the New York media this week. So hopefully he's healthy and able to finally show what he's capable of doing. He, We know how electric he is from his time in Columbus, but he was there actually a, num- a pretty good number one receiver for the Browns for that one or two years.
1: Oh, yeah. He, I mean... He's so much bigger than like every single player it's on the of every team. Like he can just he just has to be, you know, down the sideline, you know, run a good route and just be where the ball is. That's all he needs to do and he could be successful, but I don't know. He had this like bromance with Kirk Cousins last year. They were both fighting for a job and somehow he ended up with like 15 receptions the entire season. It was it was not good for him. But I think he definitely has all the talent there and the size. He just needs to find a connection with the quarterback, maybe.
0: Yeah. And uh, what about Philly Brown?
1: He got waived by the Broncos like a week after being signed because Mm. uh, of like a, I don't want to say a freak head injury, but it wasn't one like sustained during practice.
0: Just bonk his head in a locker room or something? I,
1: I, I do not know, but it was a very quick one week stint and he didn't play last season like at all. The Panthers waived him, and he signed with the Bills for a bit, and then he missed the year. So I feel like he was a camp body anyway, and the Broncos were just like, eh, let's get somebody else in who's not hurt. But that's a shame, obviously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move into some real quick uh, non-revenue sport notes as we get into mid-August. It's time for other teams to start playing. Tonight in Athens, the uh, field hockey team will take on Ohio University at 3 p.m. I guess it's this afternoon. Then tomorrow, men's soccer will travel to Dayton to uh, take on the Flyers at 7 p.m. On Sunday, the women's soccer team will travel to Chapel Hill, North Carolina to get their season going against the Lady Tar Heels. And then on Monday, field hockey will be hosting that team up north at 1 p.m. over at Jesse Owen Stadium. So, lots of good stuff happening uh, around campus for these other teams, Alexis. uh, We have a few other things the Ohio State women's golf team announced their tournament schedule for the 2018-2019 season among the notable events the Buckeyes will travel internationally to the Dominican Republic to compete in the Tar Heel Classic in March and then end their regular season at home as the hosts of the Lady Buckeye Spring Invitational and the Ohio State swimming and diving program announced their schedule this week with nine home events and the first ever Big 10 ACC Challenge I'm glad they decided to put the Big 10 in front of the ACC that's the way it should be
1: exactly I'm excited. The field hockey team's already playing Michigan, you know, start the year off with a rivalry and just really that it's, you know, OSU starts back at school next week. It's time. Sports are here. We might not have football yet, but, you know, (laughs) things are happening and it's exciting.
0: Yes, it's it's so weird. Uh, Alexis, you are still in Central Ohio. Your day job is at Ohio State. I live in Florida, so it's so weird for me because we don't have the seasons. I always joke that here in Florida, our seasons are summer, summer, hell, and summer, um, and <laughs> that's really all we have, but it's, it's weird. It's hard for me to like really even contemplate the fact that, oh yeah, it's getting close to fall. It's football season, so really the only thing that I have to mark seasons is Ohio State football, Ohio State basketball. Reds baseball, which really doesn't count anymore, uh, at least not this season, <laughs> and then training camp. So it's weird that without football, I don't know what time of the year it is. You could tell me it was April, and I'd believe you because there's just no Buckeye football for me to mark time.
1: I know. It's so weird. But we're we're close enough that something's got to happen. Something. We'll be there soon.
0: Yeah. Now – Something will happen very soon. In fact, something pretty big happened last night. Um, it's pretty exciting, I think, for uh, about 100 Buckeyes. Uh, during practice, they, the High State Buckeyes released a video. It looked like it was raining really hard at practice. Uh, interim head coach Ryan Day looked at the team and said, if Sean Nuremberger hits this field goal, no meetings for you tonight. So everyone's going crazy Nuremberg drills it. Everybody's pumped up. No meetings tonight. Then Ryan Day gets everybody circled up and says, guys, there's no meetings. In fact, we're going to a concert tonight. He didn't even have to get out the rest of what he was saying because everybody knew that at the shoe last night was none other than Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, So pretty amazing. We're recording right now. Um, I'm imagining uh, Jay and Bay are on stage right now. But the uh, football program just tweeted out a picture uh, of a lot of the guys on the team with the opening act from the night. Just, you know, nobody super famous, just DJ Khaled. So uh, they were hanging out there with uh, with DJ Khaled, the Weight Watchers ambassador. Um, But, you know, (laughs) anyway, um, so that's that's got to be so fun. I mean, like, you know, I don't know if they have to worry about that being an extra benefit and they have to deduct that, you know, out of whatever I they do. I was
1: wondering that, but I feel like because it's their stadium that, yeah, you they, know...
0: They've literally got a locker room in the state. They could just walk out. You know, I worked at a university years ago, over a decade ago, and there was a a, a tour, a, a thing going on in our gym, in our basketball ar- arena. And, you know, my office was in that same arena, so I just slid through and nobody was the wiser it's all the same i mean whatever i work there i have a badge
1: i mean we were just kidding they did have team meetings on thursday it was just in the shoe at night exactly and there happened to be i don't know what like Almost 100,000 other people. <laughs> people there to see Jay Z and Beyonce. It's fine. It's, yeah. I think they need it. I mean, after all this seriously crap, like it's good for them to take the time now to sort of unwind, have a really good te- time. It should be a good bonding experience. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a recruiting tool, I'm sure. <laughs> like all all those pictures with Beyonce, like you'll have five stars signing up tomorrow. You mean, you mean that's going to be
0: better for recruiting than having Sinbad come in and talk to the team?
1: <laughs> Probably just slightly more. I mean, like one picture with Dwayne Haskins and Beyonce should be done.
0: I mean, no offense to Sinbad and Jordan Fuller, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, so also real quick in that video after Ryan Day announces it, um, Juco transfer walk on Alex Baden Jr. does a, a, a really good impression of Hova there. It's uh it's it's pretty uncanny so uh, we'll have that in the show notes uh in the article on Landgrain if you want to check it out it's a pretty good impression alexis
1: you you said walk on transfer right because yes i'm convinced that this concert was announced a long time ago and maybe it's just perfectly timed that he happened to walk on when he gets free tickets to beyonce and jay-z i'm just saying
0: I mean, yeah, he started at Rutgers. He's a Brooklyn <laughs> kid, I believe. He uh, started at Rutgers, then went to a Juco. Just happened to end up at Ohio State.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, pretty... I mean, good timing is all I'm saying.
0: There are worse reasons to go to <laughs> Ohio State than that. This
1: is true. This is true.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to the Hangout in the Holy Land. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on landgrainholyland.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your daily dose of podcast goodness. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. You can follow Alexis at LovelyBuckeye on both of those social media platforms you can follow the site at land grant 33 on twitter and at land grant holy land on instagram and just land grant holy land on facebook folks we are in the home stretch now we are halfway through training camp football is right around the corner get excited because i know we are we'll talk to you next friday and of course go bucks
1: go bucks